Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt, and I'm... my volume's low, but eh, whatever you're gonna do, here you go. I'm Dory. There you are. Hello. Hi everyone. It's a welcome to the post Thanksgiving uh, food coma episode of the podcast. I hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving. Um, hope you uh, celebrated with the loved ones, family, friends, yourself, Pets. a turkey, a video game, whatever you wanted to do. I hope you did it. Um, we celebrated with my sister and her family. Yep, we were in Austin, Tejas, which is, um, let me tell you, you can't go very far without hitting a taco. That's true. We ate a lot of Tex-Mex. We sure did. So much Tex-Mex. And Matt cooked the entire Thanksgiving meal. I did. Every last ounce of it. Yeah, it was very good. And cleaned it. Yep. I just needed to be occupied, you know? I get it. I'm like uh, I'm like one of the kids. I need to have activities. 
Mm. Otherwise, I don't tire myself out. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, look, uh, good to see them. Nice, quiet, uh, small Thanksgiving. Uh, turkey was good. Hope uh, some of you tried the recipe I mentioned. I did it again. Worked out flawlessly. It's really a good recipe. Really is. And hard to mess up. I actually started it too early, and I was uh, we were eating an hour before I meant for us to be eating. Yeah, better than an hour late. That's true. In That's true. Opinion. I'd rather be an hour early than late, I suppose. Well, Especially when in food is involved. Yeah, food is, uh, you want it warm, fresh. And also, like, people get hungry. Yeah. By people, I mean me. Yeah, I'm hungry right now. Yeah, me too. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we're back. You know? We are back. We got in. Thought I lost my keys. But I had them in a bag somewhere. Yeah, that was a fun little few minutes where Matt was like, if I don't have my keys, I'll have to, we'll have to Uber home and then I'll have to go back to the airport. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. But he had them. They were just buried. They were really deep in a, in a, in a big carry-on bag that I don't know how I even put them in there, but I did. And, but luckily... Uh, no lost keys. No lost keys. Also, my sister gave us a bunch of uh, hand-me-downs, baby clothes. Yep, we are uh, ripe with the uh, rife with. We're also ripe. Um, a lot of baby clothes. It's uh, this kid will, if it comes along uh, when expected, it will be a well-clothed baby. Indeed. Um. So. I don't think I told you the whole story about me dealing with CFP this week with the embryo storage. Did I tell you this? Well, you told me that they charged uh, $500 or something. $800. Whatever. Uh-huh. And so, I was just like, okay, so, so we get the rollover day. What are you going to do? Was, I was going through like some old bills to submit to insurance belatedly. And I was looking at this one bill from California Fertility Partners and I was like, embryo storage, okay. And then I was like, wait, they charged us for embryo storage on July 31st and my embryo transfer was August 6th. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's kind of shitty to charge us like the full $800 for one embryo. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they, to my, you know, weird, weirdly, I'm going to be a billing department defender here. I don't think those two departments communicate with each other. So I emailed Dr. Beck. And I just said, hey, is there anything you can do? You know, we transferred this embryo a week later. And she forwarded my email to the COO, mm-hmm. who was like, you're paying for all your embryos in storage. And I was like, what do you mean all my embryos in storage? We transferred the one normal embryo. And the other embryo, we're not supposed to be paying for. And she was like, oh, no, all your abnormal embryos are frozen. We're storing them. I was like, What? So far, nothing this person has said is a surprise to me. Did you know that they were storing our abnormal embryos? Yes. You did? Yeah. How did you know that? Well, they're not going to throw them out. I thought they were throwing them out. No. No. I thought they were discarding our abnormal embryos. No, they hold on to them until they figure out what that mutation means. No, 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 no. We have one embryo where they're waiting to figure out what that mutation means. Yeah. All the other ones that they were like, this one is not, won't survive. This one's bad, blah, blah, blah. All the truly bad ones, they have been storing those. Oh, why? Exactly. Why? I don't know. And we're paying for it? Uh I was like, what? And then 
I was like, okay, I had no idea that you guys were storing our abnormal embryos. Like, huh? How come no one ever said anything? And then I was like, and we're not even supposed to be paying for the one potentially normal embryo. And she was like, she sort of like pretended she didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, I will forward you the email where it specifically says you will not be charged for the storage of this embryo. Mm-hmm. So I forwarded it to her. And then she CCs some other person in that office. And she's like, can you help Dory um, fill out the authorization forms to dispose of the embryos? And I'm like, we've filled out this form 50 times. Uh-huh. Like, why is there a new form? I was so livid and it like, just, it brought me back. Yeah. It really brought me back. And I was like, God help me. I hope I never have to set foot in that place again. Um, look, I don't know. Weirdly, I'm not, not surprised by that. Although like, I, I guess I, I was surprised that they were storing the, the ones that right? were no, what? no bueno. I also like don't totally believe her. What? I don't totally believe her. What is happening? When has anyone ever said that they were storing our abnormal embryos and suddenly they're storing our abnormal embryos? Uh, I don't remember that ever being a thing really, but I did remember, you know, the... Yeah, the one the embryo. One. Yeah. Yes. So, so... And I just assumed they were charging us. How many embryos do we have in storage, apparently? Lots, apparently. Like, like 11? A lot like, of bad happening? embryos. What, how many do we have? I don't know. This is a great question. This is so dumb. And it's just like, why is this whole process so annoying? Again, I think you need, we need, an, you need an IVF doula. I guess. Someone just, who knows you know to what? ask I'm, these things. I'm just so and who can like, advocate for the billing department. Yeah, I'm just so over dealing with them. I love Dr. Beck, but like the rest of them, that billing department. Well, I think that's, uh, you know, we've never yet to hit a great billing department. That is true. <sighs> so that was annoying. Yeah. To deal with. Um, anyway, I thought you all would appreciate a little window into IVF world once more. Um. Yeah, you know they say God closes a door and opens a window into IVF world. Mm. Right? Yeah, they do say that. Um, in other news, I'm 19 weeks tomorrow. That is true. She'll be 19 weeks along as of tomorrow. Um, which is how far along in the total of the pregnancy? Is that it's halfway? Almost through? halfway. Oh boy! Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Like, now I'm at the point where I'm like, I haven't seen her in two weeks or three weeks or whatever, however long it's been. I hope everything's okay. Like, I have no way of telling if everything's okay. I can't feel I'm moving yet. Mm -hmm. I don't feel nauseous anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, what's happening? Is everything okay in there? I can't ask. I mean, I'm sure uh, he's okay. And some one of these days, he's just going to kick you right in the uterus. And then you're going to be like, oh, no. And then he's not going to stop until he's born. And then he won't stop again. Hmm. Just I know. keep kicking you in the uterus. He'll keep kicking me in the uterus all day. Yep. Um, we hope. Yeah, knock on wood. So our big 20-week anatomy scan is a week and a half away. Big, big 20-week. Here we come. What, what? Look out. Maybe we should live stream it on Twitch. <laughs> hey, y'all. 
We're live streaming this. Are we like raising money for charity or something? No, we're just raising money for ourselves. Oh, okay. I see. Hey, Twitchers. Don't forget, all the money goes to me. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. So, look, it's a... Uh, I don't know. I'm getting more and more like uh, nervous, anxious, worried about sleep. Um, How was it spending time with two little ones this week? I mean, it was like nothing. It was like barely spending time with them because they, you know. But did you like get a window into what it would be like? Go to bed on the regular. I got a window into the how your your um sister and her husband raise children. Mm-hmm. Seems to be very uh routine and good. Seems mm-hmm. to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I don't know. Kind of uh envious, not envious, or rather uh delighted that we only have one. Mm to deal with yeah that was a big takeaway mm-hmm. another big takeaway they have a hell of a kitchen guys so if you ever want to visit Karen and Steve and cook something their their new kitchen is uh, it's top notch quite frankly just a great kitchen yep so but don't try to run the microwave and the oven and the uh, I don't know what else at the same time no the microwave work. and anything else at the same time. Yeah. They have a microwave that is a drawer, guys. It's a drawer. You pull the microwave out. Like, no, you have to hit the open button. It's crazy. Yeah. Pretty high tech. Pretty fancy, fancy stuff. Yeah. So that was a good that was a good kitchen to pop the kitchen cherry of with a Thanksgiving meal. Yep. And uh I think the next time it will be used it will be uh in two years <laughs> when I'm there cooking again. <laughs> They don't cook a lot. Um, one thing that I just want to mention is our t-shirts are available again. Oh, if you want an egghead t-shirt, it's great for every season. But, you know, Easter is going to be coming around the corner. So get your egg stuff ready. Um, yeah, they they make great holiday gifts for your favorite egghead. And they're on cottonbureau.com. And if you just search for Excellent Adventure, it should pop right up. Yeah. So get a t-shirt that says Matt and Dory on it. I've I've I wear that t-shirt a lot. It's very soft. It's a comfy t-shirt. It's a super comfy it's t-shirt. A good t-shirt. Uh, you can leave your Apple Podcast reviews over on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is appreciated, encouraged, and uh, not required. Um, our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure, and our website is excellentadventure.com. Our Patreon, if you'd like to support us there, is patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Uh, Twitter at excellent pod. Our email, DoryMatt at Gmail, Matt and Dory at Gmail. Phone number, 413-461-BABY. If I sound a little out of it, I'm sorry. It's just been a long morning. My horse died. <gasps> Pepper died? Mm. Wait, but last time I saw Pepper, you said she was doing great. She was. What happened? We had her running with the law. <gasps> she got shot? Pepper's down. Oh, no. I don't want to spoil the game ending for anybody. You so. finished? So I finished the main story of the Whoa. game. I'm dealing with the epilogue of it right now. Whoa. Let's just say, Pepper, you'll be missed. And I appreciated that Arthur took a moment to say goodbye to Pepper. R.I.P. Pepper. Yeah. Hmm. 
rough and tumble world out there. Sorry, honey. Yeah, I know tough. how you felt about Pepper. It was tough. I did. I, I think if you weren't home, I would have cried. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, it happened just now? No, it happened earlier before you left. Oh. And then I had to do Phoebe, and then I. It's just like so much was happening today. Oh yeah, Feebles. Yeah. There's a new Phoebe coming. <laughs> hit 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 refresh tonight. I think I'll put it up. In a bit. Oh, there's going to be so much Matt Myra tonight. Uh, too much. Too, too. There, there, there's a bonus episode of a TNC, a real episode of TNC, an excellent adventure, a Phoebe. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves, everyone. Oh, boy. That's all I do. All day is provide for you. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, here we are. Here we are. Um, I'm going to read this email from Nat in London. Okie dokie. Who says, Dear Shafrira Bosch household, mm-hmm. congrats on your pregnancy test. So happy for you and keen to hear more updates. Your banter is the best part of the show. We have a doorbell. Should I get it? I guess you could look and maybe it's just the uh, broom I ordered. Did you know that our banter is the best part of the show? Uh, four points following, separated for easy editing. The, the doorbell's still going. It's like a triple ring situation. And I think it, I think I was right. It was the broom. Honey, was it the broom? Yeah. I broke, I broke the broom, everybody. Uh, cleaning up some mud outside. And uh, I got quite a, quite a bit of guff for not replacing the broom. Granted, it's been broken for four days, and I got very, a very annoyed wife. Well, we got a text from the, our house cleaners asking what had happened. Yeah, and, and I, I said, I don't know. Broke it two days before. Um, I was out cleaning mud off the driveway. You know, well, never mind. I also I got a rubber broom too. Oh, for handling wets. Oh, good. You know, yeah. so if I break something, I'll just break that. Okay, cool. Should I continue this email from Nat? Well, she has four points, so head in. All right. Firstly, writing in about Matt's comment this week on baby sign language. Mm -hmm. Learning some basic signs like milk, sleep, diaper, all done will be super useful, even if your baby isn't hard of hearing. We did this with our first child, and it helped avoid frustration and meltdowns in the pre-verbal stages since he could communicate his needs. For example, he would make the sign for home, palms flat, fingers of each hand touching in a slanted roof shape when we were out and he wanted to go home already. You can use official signs or make up your own. Well, that seems very useful. Look, I uh, am looking forward to the many variety of ways we can hopefully communicate. Secondly, Matt's offhand exasperation with Christians. There's a new book out. It's called Super Fudge. I don't remember what the context of that was. A new book called Super Fudge. Is she talking about the Judy Bloom book from yeah, decades you ago? Made so, you made a comment about Super Fudge, but I forget what the context I was. I honestly don't remember anything I say, everyone. Well, anyway, she, it gave her and her partner the feel-good lols. Our son ended up being assigned to Church of England school, and as agnostics, we've grown wary of the happy, clappy evan- evangelical attitudes there. Yeah. Plus, we just finished reading Super Fudge at bedtime. Um, all right. Thirdly, we encountered Matt on Talk Salad and found excellent adventure through Cup of Joe almost two years ago. Yikes. Dory, you really should give Frasier a try. <laughs> you have one of the all-time great sitcoms to discover. And Matt, my other half, asks if you're doing After Track again. 
Uh, not this year, everybody. So, little little breaking news. If anyone cares to break it. <laughs> And fourthly, excellent decision on segueing into Pregslin Adventure. Those of us who have been on journeys parallel to yours and have also had success love to hear the new phase reflected on the pod. Our science baby arrived this summer and coincidentally is tracking the Shafrira baby in age. 19 weeks at time of writing, hers, earth side, his in utero. Oh, wow. There you go. That's cool. Um, thanks for the audio company, Nat in London. Nat, thank you for uh, finding us through a Fraser podcast. Yeah. And Cup of Joe. And Cup of Joe. I appreciate you. Um, all right. This next email is from Megan. Okay. How's, Me- how Meg- how's Megan doing? Well, Megan lives in Adelaide, South Australia. Oh, sure. I like Adelaide. Good I'm not going to read this in an Australian accent. Though. Don't. That's an Andy thing. He oh. does a terrible one every time. That's annoying. Yeah, people write in to tell him to stop. It just encourages him. <laughs> I'm emailing in response to the person who emailed about having a panorama test come back positive for trisomy 13 and 18. I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning, and while I've not experienced infertility, I did suffer a miscarriage in April of last year. We got pregnant again three months later and now have an eight-month-old son. My husband and I paid $500 to have the Harmony test at 10 weeks, the same as Panorama, non-invasive pregnancy test, or NIPT. Mm-hmm. Our test came back 99% for XXY or Klinefelter's disease. This is basically when a male carries an extra X chromosome, which causes an Ill- inability to produce testosterone, and they are infertile. This particular abnormality would not present on an ultrasound, so we were encouraged to get an amniocentesis. Amniocentesis is not without risk, and after genetic counseling, we decided to forge ahead without further testing. When my son was born, they took a sample of blood to find out for sure, and it came back negative. Hmm. All of that worry for months for no reason. We actually found out later that these tests are not very accurate for sex chromosome abnormalities, and there can even be very simple explanations for the abnormal results, such as the mother having an extra X chromosome that they didn't know about. If I could do my time again, I would not bother with this test. I would encourage the person who emailed to seek genetic counseling, and they will discuss the next steps. I am sincerely hoping that you too have a false positive. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of your Pregslin adventure, and I'm so happy for you both. Sincerely, Megan. Uh, hoping for a false positive uh, over here as well. I, I, I guess since that is a thing that has happened to her, it's possible. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play voicemail. Okay, I'm going to listen to a voicemail. You ready? I think so. Okay. Hey, Matt and Nori. This is the Ramkin Queer, or now your <laughs> resident lactation consultant. Hard to say. Um, I am calling because while Dory did not put out the thyroid signal, I felt it in my bones, so I wanted to call in. Oh, wow. um, so last time I talked a little bit about how fertility stuff can be sort of a risk factor for lactation issues, and one of the big pieces of that is thyroid. So a lot of folks who have subclinical thyroid issues, their thyroid still impacts lactation. And in particular, a lot of OBs don't know that ideally for milk production, you want to stay on those thyroid meds. Um, at least past six weeks, then have your thyroid level checked, and then have them adjust the Interesting. A lot of um, doctors will just sort of take it out right after the birth, and that can be really tricky from a lactation perspective because you basically stay kind of like pseudo-hormonally pregnant through those first six weeks as your milk production establishes. So that's another plug for seeing a prenatal lactation consultant who can look over your medical history and make sure that you're making the right plan and talking to your prescribing providers appropriately about your goals. And since Matt wants facts, 
Uh, let's see if I can pull out a cool lactation fact okay. for Max, or for Matt, um, which is that uh, there are things, uh, fatty acids mm-hmm. in human milk called PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids, that um, are actually not even for human, they're not for us to digest, they're for our gut to digest. So I think of them as the uh, floating little uh, water slide rafts that go with your food that go all the way down through your digestive system into your gut to feed the bacteria in your gut, which is part of your immune system. So that's one of the ways that uh, breast milk feeds your immune system is that it puts sugars all the way down to your gut that are specifically huh. to feed your bacteria. So that is a fact. I for like you. a fact. And I hope that y'all are having a very happy Thanksgiving. I'll get back to my ironing and cooking now. Bye. <laughs> Rambican queer. <laughs> Hot on the facts. I love the Rambican queer. Running off to do some ironing and cooking. Yeah, why which, not? Uh, you know, mimicked my own Thanksgiving, minus the ironing. Yeah, we didn't do any ironing. No. I don't even know if they own an iron. They must. Right? I feel like this is this was an issue once at their house. I don't see why they wouldn't, unless well, their clothes are hung for them. Mm, I don't know. I don't either. Anyway, um, thank you, Ramekin Queer, for those facts. I will be sure to ask my OB about staying on the Synthroid post-delivery. Yeah. So that's a good tip. Thyroid signal. Thyroid Inadvertently signal. Inadvertently going off. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, all right, honey, I think it's time to take a quick break. Okay, why don't we? Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. 
I mean, Bombus can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Um, honey, do you want to read this next email from Ashley? Uh, I do, but I don't. Go ahead. Okay. Um, hi, Matt and Dory. I don't know if you remember me, but I'm the single mother by choice in Orange County who wrote in about a year and a half ago. I was blessed with a successful FET and had my daughter in April. Mm -hmm. Um, She also included a photo of her newborn hearing screening. Oh, yeah. You showed me that. Very cute. Adorable. Um, And her baby, she also says her baby is already 29 weeks and has already been to Disneyland about 10 times. Um, That seems uh, like a lot of times. If you guys need any tips, I'm bringing baby to Disney later on down the road. Look, if you're going to go to a place that's not going to get annoyed that a baby is crying, it seems like Disney would be the place. (laughs) Definitely true. All right. This is, this is the bulk of her email. It's been interesting hearing about your experiences hiring a doula. I also hired a doula team and was mostly happy with this decision. That's a mostly, not totally. They kind of disappeared right after I had the baby, which mm-hmm. felt weird and kind of hurtful after sharing such a significant moment with them. They did, however, offer one-on-one classes on topics of my choice, including birth basics, breastfeeding, and bringing home baby. I also took some classes at Hogue, which is where I had my daughter. I would recommend looking into the classes offered by the hospital where you're planning on having your baby. I can't imagine a hospital treating vaccines as if they are optional. I would also definitely recommend taking an infant CPR and car seat safety class. Um, I, like a, I like a car seat safety class, too. Me, too. And... Uh, She says, P.S. I just wanted to thank you both for being so open about your experiences in therapy. As a psychologist, it makes me so happy to hear therapy discussed with such openness and positivity. P.P.S. Matt, why did you not mention the fried pickles at Carnation Cafe in your Disneyland food recommendations? (laughs) They are my absolute favorite. Uh, You know, the Carnation Cafe is really a spot I tend to go last ditch effort. Like, it's one of these, like, it's on Main Street. I don't think I've ever been. Uh, it's on Main Street. Um, sometimes you need a reservation, and sometimes you don't. And I find that I've only eaten there when I've been, like, so hungry, I can't make up my mind about anything, and I'm on the way out of the park, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to check and see if they have a table. Uh, fried pickles. Fried pickles aren't my favorite thing in general. I don't like them. I'm not, like, a huge fr- fried pickle fan, but I'll tell you what. Because they're coming from Ashley, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them a whirl next time wow. I'm there. Wow! Yeah, Ashley, you're very influential. I'm saying, you know, if, if she's recommending it, it's like her thing. Then, sure. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So, 
Here's an email from Anne. Oh, wait, actually, before we get to that, I'm going to play a voicemail All that right. um, has to do with a, a, the J- the Japan doula situation from last week. Remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. Vaguely. Yep. Hi, Matt and Dory. My name is Ariel. I've called, emailed in a few times before, but I did want to, um, I just paused the podcast because you had someone who just emailed in from Japan who was talking about needing to like perfect her Japanese and she's more of an English speaker. Um, I would just say I, I did work as a doula for several years, taking a break right now. Um, but I, I speak Spanish fluently and I worked with a couple of families that one or more of the people in the family were Spanish speakers. And one couple I worked with, the both the parents spoke English and Spanish very well. Uh, the mother was in grad school, so obviously her English was pretty excellent. Um, but once she got to a certain point in labor, she only could speak in Spanish. Um, she understood everything the doctors were saying and stuff, but she just, it was just so much for her. So I would just say I really would recommend when she gets to that point, it may be worthwhile to find an English-speaking doula just because with everything going on during childbirth, it's really not worth it to have to wonder, you know, for her to have to wonder if she's understanding or communicating her needs most clearly. That is a very good point. Her first language. So that's what I would recommend. I know she's got a lot of time spent in the distance, but I would strongly recommend that she make that a higher priority because, you know, the role of the doula is to really support the mother and the family. And if a mom has to be worrying about translating things in her head, it just adds an unnecessary level of stress to childbirth, which has already got a lot of levels going on. So I'm going to run out of time soon. I love the podcast. Thanks so much for everything. And congrats, Mandori, on the little baby, future baby. Okay, great. Thanks for everything, you guys. Bye. That is a really good point. Thank you. I didn't make the point, but I'm saying I'm, I'm saying thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you don't want to be trying to speak a different language when you're pushing a human out. Yeah, totally. Um, speaking of humans, this one comes from Anne. Who's probably a human. Exactly. Uh, I'm not an audiologist or a doctor, so file this one under potentially useful uh, anecdata. Uh when I was pregnant, I was obsessed with the song Sideways Walking by Eastern Conference Champions. What is a, that is a crazy name for a group in the sense that it sounds very European. Uh, it had been used in an episode of Friday Night Lights, and I liked it so much that I bought it. He's played it over and over on an hour-long commute to work. Should I play it? I mean, you could... Shortly after my son was born, I was driving somewhere in the car, and he was crying, his little newborn thing. My iPod uh, was on shuffle, and sideways walking came on, and suddenly, blissful silence from the baby in my back seat. We tested the theory out on another occasion. It always worked. Sideways walking became known as his special calming song. My son is eight eight years old now, and is developing his own taste in music, but whenever sideways walking comes on my shuffle, I remind him 
about how there were days where that song was the only way to calm him down. Good luck in your pregnancy and next stage of adventure. Cheers from Anne in County Cork, Ireland. Let's hear it. Okay. Did you pull it up? Yeah. Okay. Should I, should I play like the chorus? There's really no reason why you and me hitched around. I'm walking. Sure, I could see that. I could see that playing during some high school drama. Yeah. Um. That's cool. You introduced our niece to the Beatles this weekend. Um, yeah, she was only half interested. But uh, she seemed pretty interested. Yeah. Anyway, she found she found her way out of there. She's uh she's quite an independent little little munchkin. Um I wonder what our what the comic song of our child would be. I'm just sad that it is going to have mostly your musical taste, you know, because you drive around all the time. You drive your, around all the your, time? With your classical music. Well, you have the baby in with you. I don't. Oh, yeah. No, you have the baby true. with you all the time. Mm, true. Yeah. I did start listening to classical music again in the car. Mm hmm. That's so. what you do. It's calming. You're making a lot of weird noises. It's calming to me. I'm pregnant. I know. It's just happening. Jeez. It's all happening. Have some sympathy. Now are you, you, I think you're, he's fine. <laughs> Stop worrying. Um, I'm trying to think of the, there's a John Mayer song that, 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 that Cork County song sounded just like. I refuse to have my son's calming song be a John Mayer song. Uh, is it called Heart of Life? Oh. Um, I think it is. Hang on. Uh, I can't play it, can I? I think I can. I don't have the my speakers hooked up, but. Now play your Cork County Corkers. Oh, I closed the window. You're, uh, oh, wait, did I? No, I didn't. You're, you're, what is it called? Sorry. You start at the beginning? I'm going to start at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to give everyone a headache. Yeah. Well, I think, look, I found it. There you go. That's why the sound is so familiar. Thanks, Anne. Uh, here's a Holly. Matt and Dory. Loves the podcast. Forever 35. Nerdist listener from way back. Congratulations on the baby. Just glad you're feeling better, honey. Uh, Thank you, Holly. Podcast seems like a safe place to talk about weird things your body can do in trying to produce uh, another human. She figured she'd ask this question. Had a normal amount of norm morning sickness uh, during my pregnancy, which got better after the second trimester. However, I found myself getting sick every time my husband and I had sex. Or more specifically, anytime I had an orgasm. When it was over, I immediately had to rush to the bathroom and vomit. This happened every time. That'd be good for like after a big meal. 
you know? Oh. Uh, until I deliver my baby. I mentioned it to my sister once, who, uh, with any of her... Wait, I'm sorry. Who got pregnant a whole six months before me. She was horrified and acted like it was a judgment on the state of my marriage or something. The sister also asked, asked me not to overlap future pregnancies <laughs> uh, with any of hers because she did not like to not share. So I probably shouldn't uh, take her ideas too seriously. I've never heard of this happening to anyone else. I'm afraid uh, to dig deeper online only to find it being a weird anomaly. Does this happen to any uh, of your listeners? Is it hormonal, psychosomatic, more punishment uh, from the patriarchy for women actually enjoying sex? If you could send out the orgasm vomit signal. Well, well, that's the signal I (laughs) said I would wrap up the podcast if that signal ever went out. And yet, here it is. <laughs> Holly, thanks so much. Uh, I mean, that doesn't sound so uh, outlandish to me. Really? That your body would yeah. then kick in some sort of nausea thing with the baby. It's just weird that it was only then, you know? Well, I don't think it was only then. I just think it was also just, it was triggered regularly by that. So that's interesting. Well, I'd love to hear if this happened to anyone else. Guys, get out your uh, your your vomit <laughs> orgasm signals. Um, all right. This is from uh, Kelsey and Jeff. Mm-hmm. We had our own non-science baby, Ruthia Grace last Monday, November 12th, and we thought you'd like to know we had the podcast on in the delivery room. Oh my goodness. There can be... Crazy. What the hell are we saying? A lot of downtime while you wait for things to get moving, so we decided to finish last week's episode while we waited. Well, not long after we turned on the podcast, Kelsey's contractions got much more intense. Let me tell you, it was a surreal experience hearing Matt give his turkey recipe in between some jaw-clenching contractions. Oh, boy. Shortly after the podcast ended, the epidural kicked in, and we were able to settle down for a bit and watch an episode of The Great British Bake Off. The rest of the delivery went well, and baby and mom came through with flying colors. Anyway, we hope the rest of your pregnancy goes well, and we can't wait to hear about the arrival of little Jackie Bradley Jr. Shafrira early next year. <laughs> Good name. Jackie Bradley Jr. Shafrira. Yep. Mm. Bit of a mouthful, don't Works you Works for me. JBJ. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to play. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, congratulations. It's very exciting. That also makes me think, oh, I need to make sure to bring an iPad to the delivery room sure so for what some stuff loaded up oh yeah so you can get your bake off on yeah um all right i'm gonna play a quick voicemail Mm -hmm. hi uh man i'm a big fan been listening since the beginning i cried when you you got pregnant i was so excited us too um i have a question actually it's a post-pregnancy question if any of the eggheads out there have an answer um so I, I was pregnant and I delivered at 27 weeks. So I've Ooh. been pumping like a mad woman <laughs> and producing enough milk to feed probably 40 babies, wow. which I did not have this luck last time I had a baby. So I'm really happy that I'm making so much. But uh, my my daughter is barely drinking one one hundredth of what I'm producing at the moment and I don't want to waste it but I'm taking an anxiety medication called Lexapro and uh, 
yeah, the milk bank will not accept my milk because of it. And uh, so I was wondering, I guess about the milk signal, uh, <laughs> what, uh, is there some sort of a black market <laughs> milk out there? I'm in hmm. the uh, Chicagoland area in Tinley Park, and if there's anybody out there who'd like some milk, <laughs> I mean, I'd be willing to do a blood test, be willing to do whatever they need to prove that my milk is safe. Yeah. But if you'd like some of it, there you go. If you'd like some of it, there it is. Podcast, uh, I'll, I'll email <laughs> Dory with my information, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, or just if anybody knows of anywhere that I can, uh, where I can go. Because <laughs> I'm drowning in my own milk. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Bye. Uh, all right. That's a anyone Great need mail? Question. I feel like Facebook. Little Lexapro action in there, which, quite frankly, I could use some of that. <laughs> I feel like Facebook like probably has groups where milk is bought and sold or donated or whatever. That's true. You know. Yeah, it's a good place to start. So also, if anyone knows anyone in the Chicago area, email the podcast. Yeah, and we'll, we'll put you guys, guys in, in touch. touch. All right, we're gonna take another quick break. We are. That was actually more of a question. We are. Okay. All right. BRB. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, we're back on the show. We are. Long break. Bo's back from uh, his Thanksgiving, and he's asleep. <laughs> so, there you go. As per usual. So... We rested up. I had some sous vide egg bites. I had a snack pack from the grocery store. What a <laughs> what a break it has been. Indeed. So, with renewed vigor, we shall plow through Indeed. to the end of the podcast. All but right. we got some time before then, so who is up next? Carissa. Oh, hello, Carissa. Hello. Um, all right. She says, my husband and I are hoping to start IVF with PGD in the near future. I have a genetic disorder called neurofibromatosis mm -hmm. or NF. I don't really have any complications so far. However, we have a 50% chance of passing the disorder on. Mm -hmm. What really sucks is my mild case has no bearing on how severe the condition could be for our child. And there's no way to predict what will happen. Also, we recently learned that having NF causes an increased risk of developing breast cancer at a young age. That's Bo shaking himself off. So now at 34, I have to get screened for breast cancer, alternating between mammograms and MRIs every six months. Because it's difficult to locate NF in your genes, we have to get a special genetic mapping done to determine where the mutation is for the PGD. And then a lab will create a profile for us based on our genetics to determine the best embryos, which is where we are in the process right now. Anyway, aside from this, our clinic did a screening of 180 different other genetic disorders for both my husband and me, and I found out I'm also a carrier for another disorder that also causes an increased risk of breast cancer, referred to as ATM. Actually, having the condition is pretty catastrophic, so now there are two mutations we are looking to avoid in our future embryos. Even though it was upsetting news, 
I'm grateful to have the information because I can keep an eye on my health. My mom, my mom also found out she's a carrier for ATM, so she is getting extra screening too. Wow. I'm writing in for two reasons. First, to raise awareness for people that may not know how lengthy the process can be for PGD. I went to my first appointment at the end of May, and I likely won't be able to start my first round of IVF until February at the earliest. I deeply regret waiting to get the genetic profile done until we wanted to have a baby right away. I wish I'd listened to my doctors when they suggested doing this a few years ago. Mm. I had no concept of how long all this would take. Secondly, people going through this process or even in general should get genetic screening done so they have as much information as possible when it comes to not only their health, but their family members too. If anyone else has been through something similar, I would love to talk to them. Please feel free to share my email address with anyone else who'd like to talk about genetic conditions and their fertility process. Interesting. Uh, yeah, anyone who's listening to this thinking about starting up IVF, first of all, there's a hundred and some odd other episodes you should check out first. Yep. Um, follow up to that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lengthy process. You never... It's never a one, two, three process. Here's what I would say. Oh, boy. If you are, let's say, with a partner who you know that you want to have children with, but even if that, that day is not for a few years, it's worth it to just get tested for everything. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know how long stuff is going to take. You might be totally fine and have nothing to worry about, in which case, go forth and procreate. But if you have some issues... It's good to know about this stuff ahead of time so you yeah, can plan. Yeah, but you can also go through it and not know you're having issues until you're two rounds in. Yes, this is also so, true. I mean, that's my, the, my point's more of like, this takes a while. Don't yeah. expect a A to Z sort of... Uh, you're gonna linear have, progression. You're going to have like an exante over an E and you're going to have to hit that and you're going to come down. There's going to be an umlaut sitting over a U somewhere. You're going to have to also hit that. It's like, it's just, it's just very zigzaggy. Okay. Peaks and valleys, no straight lines to success. All in the form of diuresis. There you go. Okay. Um, or I guess diuresis is just, well, never mind. Okay. Um, you know, if you eat a lot of greasy food, you have diuresis. Oh, uh, gross. All right. This was a two-parter. Um, first, we got an email from Anonymous. Okay. And then she followed it up half an hour later. So I'm going to read the first part. I'm sending out an anonymous jack-off signal on behalf of my husband. He yeah. called me in a panic because when he was supposed to give his semen sample, he was literally sent into what looks like a hospital room with nothing in it but a sink, an uncomfortable chair, yep. and a white noise machine. Oh, hey, that's a bonus. At least he had a fucking white noise machine. In addition to this, he's also on a blood pressure medication that can cause problems with arousal. Uh-huh. Any eggheads or their spouses have tips on what to do? Has anyone ever literally been unable to give a sperm sample? How did they handle this, so to speak? I mean, I'd go in and be like, well's dry, guys. Sorry. Well, we've heard a couple different strategies for dealing with this from people over the last couple of years. One of of them is to ask if you can uh, do your sample at home. home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then just drive it over quickly. The other is um, to you go in with him and assist. Yeah. Uh, Still not uh, super conducive to... uh the whole process. No. Uh, look, it's uh, it's one of these weird sort of things. I don't think technology, uh, technology. I don't think the customer experience is the number one priority of IVF clinics. They're more just like, how do we get babies? Yeah. They're not really into like, like there's no, 
There's no one there to make sure that the guest has a great time. <laughs> True. In any in any facet. It's all uncomfortable. Well, Anonymous did follow it up and said, update, he got it done, but he says there was no lotion or anything of any kind in this room. What in the hell do they expect men to do? You know, this is interesting to me. I don't, I've never had a lotion situation ever. I don't, I don't, I, I, I make do. So, I feel like I'm in the minority there. Okay. I feel like, you know, most men, it sounds like it's like a whole process. Mm. Like, uh, you know, lining up various ointments. I don't know. <laughs> essential oils. Ew. I don't think putting essential oils on your penis Some is a deterra. good idea. <laughs> uh, well, that's an MLM, so. Well, if you jerk off and you get uh, two or three men below you to jerk off, and then those guys <laughs> also jerk off uh, with three men below. Everyone uh, will share in the baby. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. That was funny. Um, okay. Yeah. This is from Ashley. Mm-hmm. No, it's from Kathleen. Okay. This is Kathy from Chanhassen, Minnesota. Oh, hey. Also, shout to my husband, Andy, who's probably listening to this at work right now. Hey, Andy. What's up? Uh, <clears throat> honey, Andy's been listening from the get-go. Yeah, sure. Uh, they used to watch you on, on Attack of the Show. Oh, that is it's getting in the way That's back a deep cut. That is a deep cut. And they're now avid Goldberg fans. Well, that makes uh, some of us. That's great. I'm so glad that there are more and more fans out there. I know my in-laws uh, don't watch it. They're like, it's Wednesday night. What's on? Modern Family. I was like, you know, it's on at 8. And they're like, well... We saw that one episode, and I was just like, Jesus H. Christmas. <laughs> Suppose I'm not reading any of their legal briefs, so... That's true. You You're know. not listening to Steve's National Security Law podcast. Yeah, I am, I am not. Ugh, boy. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway. Um, all right. She continues to say that she's pretty active on the excellent adventure Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. And she's also one of the people who often adds people to the secret donor egg spinoff page. Oh, I like a spinoff page. Fast forward. And we have a three-year-old donor egg toddler mm-hmm. and I'm 33 weeks pregnant with our second donor egg baby, same donor. And when I found out you were expecting, I jumped back to listening because I was so excited for you both. Um, all right. Hence the point of this whole email. I am also a huge Walt Disney World nerd too. I love hearing Matt's random Disney comics comments and our YouTube homepages sound very similar. I really like Disney Park background music personally, so I have a lot of that going on. Sure. But I was just listening to a recap episode of your spring visit to the world, episode 78. And I was laughing at your distaste for the Main Street Ice Cream Parlor ice cream sandwich. Sure, uh uh-huh. That is where I did my Disney college program back in 2004, between there and the bakery. Okay. The cookies are not that fresh, FYI. Of course not. Why would they be? Sometimes a couple days old if you are getting them from the ice cream parlor. You should have gone with the Waffle Bowl Sunday. Way better. I would have, had I not listened to AJ. Oh, man, the days of making waffle bowls and scooping ice cream and wearing those ugly teal costumes. People love the smell of those waffle bowls, but let me tell you, going home at the end of the day after making those for four hours, everything about you smells like waffle batter. That's true. I've, 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 I've you know, I used to, I was a manager of a, assistant manager at an ice cream store in Stoneham, Massachusetts. So I'm very familiar with this, this, that smell. I'm also familiar with like, having ice cream on your arms from having to get down into the three-gallon tub and just it's not a pleasant thing everything smells like milk too ew yeah 
Um, she also wanted to let us know that they took their toddler to the, to the world last October for a second birthday. And it was the most magical experience ever getting to share with her a place I love so much. Oh, I can't good. wait until you have the experience, Matt, of taking your little guy on his first trip. Hey, what about me? No, no. This is about me because oh it's the God. thing I love. You only tolerate Disney. But I'm excited to take our child there. Sure you are. <gasps> Rude. All right. Well, thank you, Kathy. What if they um, named our kid Walt? No. Okay. He was anti-Semitic. No, he wasn't. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, I think he was. All right. No, he just testified uh, for the Council of Real Americans in the congressional <laughs> hearing. Cool. Look, he just didn't like unions. Mm, all right. You know, guy's trying to run a business where he's got to pay a lot of people a little bit. Mm. They're still doing that. <laughs> it's tr- very true. All right. Here we go. Here's a voicemail about Disney. Okay. Hi, my name is Lisa. I'm calling from Baton Rouge. I listen to both Forever 35 and Explain Adventure. Thank you. Um, I love both of the podcasts. I just heard 201, episode 201, and I heard Matt's recommendations for Disneyland, and I was wondering if y'all could do the same thing, like the same kind of must-sees, must-dos, whatever, for Disney World. Um, I'm going for the second time. I went once when I was like six or seven for their mm. 25th anniversary. Sure, and I now that I'm going again with my boyfriend, his parents, his brother, and his brother's girlfriend. Um, Please right tell me where Christmas. you're staying. Please so tell me where I was you're wondering staying. wondering if uh, y'all could cover that a little bit. Thanks. Damn it. I want to know where you're staying because that will really alter things. Look, here's what I do right now. I don't care what time you get there, but get yourself a fucking breakfast at Chef Mickey's in the Contemporary. I don't care what everyone says, who, you know, maybe By runs certain DFBs, but that is the freshest food you'll ever find in Disney. Let me tell you. Breakfast, it's great. It's a great breakfast. Plus, you get the opportunity to take pictures of all the cam- the characters that you want to meet. So I would do that. And, you know, book at an off time. Maybe have like a 11 a.m. or noon situation happening. They have lunch there, too. They do. I don't. I can't vouch for the lunch. I'm only vouching no. for the breakfast. But I saw, like, when we were there, they were starting to bring out some of the lunch stuff. That's another tip. Go at a time when you're going to be there for a transition. You can have both for the low, low cost of breakfast, which is not a low cost. But look, I, I highly recommend the whipped cream and the waffles, the Mickey waffles. They're very fresh. Coming out right off the griddle. So... That's that's number one. It's my number one where you should eat situation. I like steak, so I always like Le Cellier in uh, Epcot. It's in the Canadian Pavilion. Uh, what about the Brown Derby? Brown Derby's fine. I like a flight of martinis, but that's really there's not. I, look, there, there. Here's what I'd like. I'd like you to call back this week, and I want you to tell me where you're staying and how many days you're there for. I'm gonna figure out something for you. That's very kind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really break this down. But hurry up and get your Chef Mickey's reservation. <laughs> um. All right. We got an email from Kate, who said um, she's been listening since the beginning. My husband and I have been trying to conceive since June 2016. Two failed IUIs and one miscarriage later, I was like, "Hey, Doc, what do we think about a septum?" Can we check under the hood? She sort of shrugged and said that because my uterus is really curved, might as well, since it's been hard sometimes to get a look, good look via ultrasound or saline sonogram. Might as well. 
I never would have even known that a septum was a thing without your podcast. And I'm writing this email less than 24 hours after my RE performed a hysteroscopy and found and removed the little uterine fucker. I knew it. I had such a feeling there was something in there giving us trouble. Do you mm. get like high fives from your doctors for being like, look for this thing you don't seriously? Who knows if this has been the issue all along, but now it doesn't exist and I'm filled with a ton of hope. We're in line for an upcoming IVF clinical trial in the next few months, but I have fingers crossed that maybe we can knock this one out on our own sounds septum. Yeah. I just want to thank you for all the work you've done and all the amazing insights and info you bring to this community. My strike zone is empty for a good reason right now, and I'm sending (laughs) you a high five from North Carolina for the heads up. Wishing you all the best with your little dude on the way. Please give Bo an extra treat from me. All right. Bo's going to get a greenie from you. Oh, I, I just bought him some new greenies. This is very exciting. Bo's very excited. He's super excited. We spent a lot of time with Bo's cousin, Roxy. Yeah. Little pug. Little, little snorty pug. Yeah. Same coloring as Bo. What? The hair? Like the Bo. She's so much. She's like, she's like a, like a beige. She's like a light brown. He's like a copper. Oh boy. I disagree. Uh, my wife's not the best with colors. What? Again, she's colorblind. She doesn't see race either. She's very nice, this lady. I'm saying Dory's a wonderful person. Oh but my she God. also can't tell dogs apart. Um, you are the rudest. Am I? Yes. Look, all I'm saying is it was nice to pet a dog. Yeah. She loved being I petted by you. Bo. She really liked you. Well, I liked her. Yeah. She's Even a, though she's a pug, she's a good little girl snoring monster oh my god she snores so loud (laughs) um (sighs) all right okay so ashley wrote in okay and wanted to mention babysizer.com is this like some sort of place i can go for baby exercises no it um it gives you instead of just comparing your baby to the size of fruit (laughs) sure it gives you other options so I tried this and I learned that our baby is yeah. now the size of a hot dog. Okay. A pair of sunglasses. A hot dog. Like lengthwise, girthwise. I don't know. I just said a hot dog. That doesn't make any sense. And Many an, varieties and of hot dogs. And an adipose. Uh, like an adipose from Doctor Who? I think so because that was in the geeky category and sure. I didn't know what it was. Uh, adiposes are adorable. It did look very cute. They're little pieces of fat that got sucked out of an alien lady. Well, that's the size of our fetus. Um... I think you'd like the adipose. Uh, Oops. Do-do-do-do. Doctor Who. Going to pull it up so Dory can see. There they are. Hi. Oh, he is really cute. Yeah, that's an adipose. I can get you one for $14.99. It's a stress toy. You can squeeze them. Oh, that might be fun. Uh, Cool. Well, look, I'm glad to know that. I'm looking forward to next week's update. Yeah, so um, we have... One last voicemail and then a related late-breaking email. Okay. Hey, Matt, Dory, and Bo. This is Darren Deshaun calling from Palmyra, Pennsylvania. Uh, Hi, I just Darren. heard the uh, message from Lex about his dog going through an hysterical pregnancy. pregnancy and Crazy. my dog, Princess Leia, had the same thing. We what? Until after her first heat. I believe it has something to do with uh, making sure they're joints and uh, especially their knees, especially with golden retrievers. Our bigger dogs have gone through full maturity. Uh, it helps with uh, crazy that, and their hips from going through a, like a hip dysplasia and getting uh, ACL injuries and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I just, and we didn't, had no idea what she, was happening to her either. 
she was freaking out and, and, you know, hoarding her toys and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we were kind of freaking out and wondering what was wrong with her. And turns out she had a, I didn't know it was called that until I heard Lex's email that uh, she had a hysterical pregnancy. So uh, I thank Lex for that. And I just wanted to let you guys know that is a thing. That's crazy. And, uh, that happened with uh, our princess Leia. So, okay. Uh, bye. That was a good, that was a good voicemail. I look, I, this is, I, I forgot about that until now, but that's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's a thing. Still insane. Um, I'm, glad I'm glad your Princess Leia is okay. And then late breaking, we got an update from Lex. I love it. All right. Hey there, guys. First off, Posey seems to be finally coming out of her phantom pregnancy. <laughs> you will notice I've stopped calling it a hysterical pregnancy. This is because the very word hysterical comes from a Greek word meaning having to do with the uterus or womb. Really? Which means that not only is using the word to refer to something that is crazy or imagined a highly misogynist statement, she's just being hysterical equals she's just being a woman. It also means that by definition, a hysterical pregnancy is a pregnancy in the womb. Wow. Whoa. The other two versions that I have seen are false, which is just accurate, and phantom, which sounds awesome, which is what I've decided to go with. Yeah, I like a phantom. Back to Posey. Gradually, she just started to act more like herself, and her external, quote, pregnancy signs, large belly, lactation, etc., disappeared. Overall, it took two months, but I think it's over now. Matt was right, by the way. If she was male, her name was going to be Buster. <laughs> For any baseball fans out there, her official papered name is Rookie of the Year. I did, however, have <laughs> to fight for that name. I think Posey only won out because my second choice was Bocce. <laughs> Bocce. 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 Third was Buster, even for a girl. My plan, which will not work because we always have two dogs and Beverly gets to pick the next one and our Chihuahua should live another 15 years or so, is to eventually get a male Basset named Buster to complete the set. Sure. Um, and then we got a PS from Beverly. Oh, Beverly, what's up? Hey guys, this is Beverly. I sometimes check over Lex's emails to make <laughs> to spell check and thought I would put in a little shout out from me. First of all, as I think you are aware, we've been married for 16 years. I appreciate that now he writes you. I get about an hour less of his rants each week. <laughs> he is amazing, smart, funny, and wise. But after 16 years, I will take that hour and watch an hour of mindless TV and our marriage will be the better for it. I also wanted to tell Matt that I listened to the TNC podcast that he suggested to me on our podcast mm-hmm. and enjoyed it so much that I've included the podcast into my personal rotation. There you go, Beverly. Honey, listener by listener. One at a time. One at a time. We will woo everyone. Um, all right. I've come, I've come to this podcast excellent late as when we first listened rather than enjoying the journey did Beverly not have herself I don't think she proofread her own Um, you two were on I felt guilty that getting pregnant was slightly easier for us I have such empathy for people especially those I respect like the two of you that I would probably end each podcast in tears and cursing the gods that I don't believe in for not giving the two of you a bouncing baby of whichever gender it chooses Mm -hmm. We have neglected our own podcast by blowing our entire load on possibly the biggest guests we will ever get, you and Matt, and hopefully <laughs> we'll be back at it soon with just the two of our humble selves. Thank you both for the time you two gave us and for giving Lex a platform to discuss the many subjects that I've heard ad nauseum for 16 years and counting. I loved it. Beverly. My friend Lex. That was fun. I was not feeling you well. You were so morning sick. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> Speaking of gotta go, that about does it for the podcast, everybody. Thanks so much to Lex, particularly, and Beverly for being a new fan of uh, my other Star Trek podcast. And Posey. Posey, I'm glad you got through the uh, phantom pregnancy. And 
rest of you, thank you so much for writing in. I look forward to hearing more about uh, where um, our, our, our caller is uh, staying in Disney. If she's staying on property, off property, it's going to have an effect on what I tell her to do or suggest that she and her family do. Uh, anyway, keep those emails coming. Matt and Dory Gmail, Dory and Matt at gmail.com. In the meantime, if you want more of us, you can find us over at Patreon. There's two bonus episodes a month if you're at the $10 level. $5 gets your name read on this very podcast and a bonus episode. Huge thank you to everybody for uh, supporting us. It's patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Don't forget, if you sign up now, you'll have access to the entire back catalog. And that is a ton of episodes. So here we go. We're going to read a lot of names because November is odd and only has three uh, episodes. Because it'll be December Mm. next Sunday. There were, well, no, there are four episodes. Wait, then why is this taking, why is there so many names this time? Didn't you say right. there was only three? No, I said, I thought, I just thought there was another episode. Oh. I like miscalculated. No, well, anyway, here's the names of the people that we appreciate more than you. <laughs> uh, Alexandra Faye. Allie, Charlie's mom. Uh, Allison St. Louis. Amanda Lanceter. Amanda Schramm. Amy Bondison. Andrea. Ann Kay. Anna Appleton Clayton. Anna Worley. Uh, and Vincent. Two Anonymi. Uh, April Patrick. Ashley Wager. Bertha Crowley. Brooke McIntyre. Ryan Gusky. Carolyn. Casey Joe. Catherine Field. Uh, Chadwin. Christina. Uh, that's a CL right there. Claire Dealey. Uh, Claudia Berger. Clay Lenoir. Dana Larrick. Danny Cav. Dana Larrick. I don't know why I said Dana. That's not even a name. Oh, Danica. Anyway, long story short, Danielle Nuchaforo. Dean Wilson. Uh, Deanna McLean. Eliza. Elizabeth. Ellen. Uh, Elliot Anya. Emma Summer. Esty. Francesca Fiore. Gita Drury. Greer Watson. Gunn. Lise. Oh, boy. Gunn. Uh, there's an umlaut I'm missing, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It- Gunn Lise Hugest. Uh, Holly Purpura. Uh, Jackie Spagnulo. Jane Ennis. Uh, Jane Colotti. Jeff and Marnie. Jennifer Bosch. Jennifer Marr. Jennifer Simon. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jennifer Wang. Jenny Gagas. Jessica DeKemper. Jessica Nicole. Uh, Jessica Zimbelman. Joanna Reinwald. Jordan Hamesley. Joyce Hudson. Julia Lee. Julie Harris. Kaylee Hendrickson. Kalila. Uh, Karen Perlman. Kareen Labrie. Catherine Little. Kathleen Gilchrist. Katie Combs Pritchard. Katie Hobbs. Katie Joyner. Katie McKenzie. Katie Dunnett. Kelly Street. Kendra Broadwater. Carrie L. Kimberly Miller. Laura Bennett. Uh, Lauren Kay. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay McDonough. Madeline Deathliffs. Yeah. Maggie Scow. Myra Fass. Marid. Maria Bishop. Uh, Mary M. Mary Messick. Megan Jardin. Jardin. Melanie Bronbeck. Melissa. Melissa Garcia. Michelle. Oh, Chadzinski. That is great because it is phonetically spelled, which you can do in your uh, Patreon. Nancy Olson. Uh, Naomi Nixon. Nicole Catalano. Nicole Hawksbrung. Nicole Mustafa. Nikki Chung. Olga Zilstra. Paul Baker. Quincy Court. Rebecca Dawson. Dawson. Dawson? I'm going to say Dawson. Rebecca Knochi. Noki. Noki. Rebecca Tran. Rob Bain. Ryan Solo. Samantha. Uh, Sarah Lauer. Sarah M. Uh, Satish uh, Pilalamari. Savannah Fox. Uh, Shanna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybody. <laughs> oh, Sir Reginald Pennybody. It's <laughs> double dipping. He's over on uh, TNC as well. Oh, thanks, Sir Reginald. Uh, Susan. 
Suzanne Tyrell. Uh, Tatiana Martinez. The Byersies. Uh, Teresa Kuhn. Tiffany Stevens. Valerie Anderson. And Wendy Fick. Thank you all so very much. If you're still listening, thank you for bearing with us. Thank you to all the patrons. Thank you to everyone. And the listeners. And the listeners. Uh, Feel free to put us on during your next birth. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone. Go, 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 go